three-time Academy Award winner Meryl Streep stars as a whitewater rafting instructor whose husband, played by David Strathairn, is such a cuck that we don't stop talking about it the entire episode. They go on a river trip in Montana to celebrate their son Rourke's birthday, where they meet Kevin Bacon and John C. Riley, two criminals looking to escape from a recent cattle auction robbery downriver. If that doesn't titillate you, we also see the top of Meryl Streep's breast and John C. Riley and Kevin Bacon both go topless. Guys, let's talk about 1994's 31st highest grossing film of the year and Matt Bailey's certified classic, The River Wild. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. I'm sorry, boys. All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. There's that stretch of time when uh, Kyle and Mike both like just cut their own hair with just like, like Mike especially Horrific was like results. <laughs> yeah, just like I don't know. I cut my own hair, so I did that once and it was fucking awful. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought it looked good, and then my parents were just like, "Your hair looks terrible." I feel like that's when everybody. I don't know if you were like this, but at uh, at Northwood we had that big scene kind of phase. Yeah, um, right. So a lot of people that cut their own hair that like worked out well for them because uh, right. they all just wound up looking like lesbians. Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. Today we're talking. Well, it's we're still in John C. Ry- June C. Riley. Jesus, Fuck. welcome. Start over. Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. Yeah, River Wild. This is our first Kevin Bacon movie, which wow. is exciting. Correction, it's the River Wild. Just around the river bend. Just around the river bend. It is our first Kevin Bacon movie, mm-hmm. and that's surprising. Uh, it is. We and Aaron have been talking for a while about how much we love Kevin Bacon. And love the like, bacon. We did almost do Tremors. So my dad did a internship when he was in Cal State Fullerton for a film company. It was called Bar Films, and Barf- he worked. Barf- yeah, <laughs> right now, and he worked on a film with uh, Ron Underwood, who directed Tremors. Wow. Okay. Cool. I like that. Wow. That's awesome. Well, yeah. your dad is. He's super connected. He went to high school with Kevin Costner. No, college with Kevin. Okay, who did he go to high school Steven with? Steven Seagal. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. His dad. name his name was Steven Seagal though in high school. <laughs> like it wasn't, and he was just like my dad said he'd do karate and shit in the park by himself, and he was just yeah. a weirdo. How did it come to be Aikido that was your chosen art? Sort of lied about my age and got a job washing dishes at a. Uh, restaurant i think it was called the wagon wheel or something like that and um there was a uh, a cook there because back then in america you didn't really have dojos around you didn't have 
people teaching Kung Fu and you know, Korean arts. And one of the cooks there was a guy called Sakamoto Sensei. And he was a Shotokan guy and an Okinawan Shorin uh, guy. And um, so what's uh, first impressions? Well, we still didn't talk about how much we love Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah, yeah. We love Kevin we Bacon. We love Kevin Bacon. Yeah. All right, first impressions. <laughs> And he saw that when I was washing the dishes and moving around that, that I moved very fast and loved the martial arts. And one of the other guys in the kitchen, I don't even know what he was, he was a Mexican guy who claimed to be a boxer. And, and anyway, Sakamoto Sensei decided to take me under his wing and learning from him karate, the basics. It was mostly Okinawan. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I studied from him for many years, and then yeah, Joel, you uh, you suggested this movie. Why don't you start with your first impression? <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, finally uh, found someone who could teach me Aikido. I was very interested in the Aikido. Uh, as you know, I had met uh, Demura Sensei mm -hmm. and some of the people from Studio, and. Um, we demonstrated karate at this place that they had, which was a theme park, like a Japanese theme park in Orange County somewhere. I think it was called the Deer Park. And um, so Demura Sensei and I and a bunch of the guys. And about that time I was, I found a, a master in Aikido named Isaka Kyoshi, who became kind of the most important martial arts master of my life. Mm -hmm. And I devoted uh, all my time to him, and certainly I loved him the most. I had never seen this movie before. First thing that stood out to me is, uh, young Meryl Streep, I am in. Yeah, like middle-aged Yeah, Meryl not even Streep. young. Yeah. Youngish. Youngish. <laughs> but dang, she's like, uh... Babe City. Yeah, wow. Something about, like, the hat and the hair, and it's just, like, it works. Her outfit. Yeah, the wetsuit. Yeah. The wetsuit yeah. really got me. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought it was great, though. Like... You know, I was on the edge of my boat, I gotta say. Oh. Hey! I like that, I like that. Good take, Joel. Uh, Brandon, first impression. I really enjoyed this movie. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, can't wait to talk about it. Right. Kyle, first impression. Uh, I've been wanting to do this movie for a long time. I uh, I saw it at Matt Bailey's house, super fan Matt Bailey's house. How much did he pay you to go watch it with him? <laughs> I had to sign an NDA. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> he had like all the shitty Tom Clancy movies. We would watch those like Clear and Present Danger. We watched the second VHS tape of Titanic quite a bit because... That had all the smutty parts. Yeah. So like, <laughs> but it was such a long movie that there was two VHS tapes. Yeah. <laughs> which was interesting. Jeez. I saw this movie uh, in theaters in 94. My friend's grandma took me and him to the movie and dropped us off at the movie. Didn't go in. I was seven and my friend was like eight. We, we paid for the tickets ourselves. Went and saw River Wild. Uh, afterwards, she was like, call us at that from this payphone and I'll come pick you up. But after we were waiting for her to pick us up, there was like kind of an opening to the second, down to the first floor from the second floor. And we were spitting through this opening and we spit on a man's head. And the guy looked like Steve from Blue's Clues. Mm -hmm. And he came up, he like got real mad and came up and yelled at us for spitting and was like, I'm waiting for your grandma to, so I'm going to tell what you guys did. And then she showed up and she's like, I don't care, whatever. <laughs> and just took us home and like but it was pretty terrifying like i felt bad for spitting on the man's head and then i felt mad i felt sad when he started yelling at us 
And uh, that's my River Wild story. Never watched the movie since. Yeah. <laughs> I really haven't watched the movie since then, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing like the shame of being an unsupervised child where you just think everything you're doing is amazing until some adult is just like, what are you, stupid? Yeah, yeah. She uh, <laughs> she wasn't the best, you know? No, as, it sounds like, as sounds life like continued, she had some questionable she, uh, morals. Yeah, yeah. That, that behavior made more sense as I got yeah, older. Yeah, I mean, to not <laughs> scold you for spitting on a man. Right. Even though you weren't supervised, like, it's not really your fault. Right. But, like, to just not I show you that this is wrong in that moment. She got real upset that he was really upset about, yeah. uh, you know, it was that kind of, like, if he had had a better yeah. tone, it would have been different, I think. But oh, he was those so are the upset. worst type of people. Yeah. Where it's right. like, oh, I'm not going to listen to you if you don't talk to the me. The guy nicely. had a really valid, like, hey, these kids yeah. spit on my head. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and she's like, don't care. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but also, like, when when I become a grandpa, that's when my, like, fuck it attitude is going to start. Just having no regard for anything. It's like, I'm going to die soon. Who cares? Yeah. You know? I can't wait for that part of my life. No, yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't yeah. wait for it either. Yeah. I want to see no, it. No, I, I want to see it. Absolutely. I don't know. Bringing, bringing well, my that's own like the men at the gym stuff. that just like, I don't care. I'm naked. Who cares? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to dry off my ball bag in the yeah. hand dryer. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't care. yeah. Oh, those are the ones. <laughs> like, my life is completely figured out. Like, nothing's going to change it. Right. So, like, who cares about what anyone thinks anymore? I'm locked yeah. in. I used yeah, to yeah. think that in life, like, you've made it in life if you have a second fridge in your garage. But I've slightly changed that as I've gotten older to when you are naked at the gym in the bathroom, blow drying your ball sack <laughs> yeah. and just not give it with your towel that like you could easily use to cover yourself just slung over your shoulder. Yeah. That's when you've made it. Well, so I also true. just don't get how those guys are so damn friendly also. Like, oh, yeah. It's one they thing to have, like take care of your business and like whatever, you know, you've got to dry off, I guess. But then it's like, yeah. hey, you see Lakers last night? Like, oh, who? I don't know you. Like, <laughs> Hawk, if you had clothes on, I'd be weirded out by this conversation. But you yeah. don't, so it's even worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Also, your dick's huge. <sighs> yeah. Well, it's, it's an Show illusion off. because they're older, so everything sags hard. Exactly. Yeah, so right. just keep that in mind, Aaron. Have any of you guys been whitewater rafting? I have. I have. Yes. Okay. I have in Montana, not the exact river Ooh. that this was filmed on, but in a different part of Montana. Joel nice. Smith, river rafting, Montana expert. Yeah. Just around the river bend. I look once more. Just around the river bend. Let's jump into the plot rundown. Let's swim in. Let's raft into the plot rundown. That's yeah. a good one. I like that. All right, so uh, the movie opens uh, with Meryl Streep. Uh, she's, you know, rowing. And if you like the opening scene of Meryl Streep rowing with pretty scenery behind her, yeah. this is your movie. That's yeah. The entire film is basically that. <laughs> so right. uh, the first real scene that we get is the introduction to their home life. We meet Rourke, the son, who is mm -hmm. also the son in Jurassic Park. <laughs> So yeah. you have a face now, right? Uh, but he's Rourke, and he has back-to-back back years for this kid. Yeah, it was up there with the Lillard run of like best eighteen-month careers. Yeah, right. you know when Lillard did Summer Catch and uh, Thirteen Ghosts, and then went on to do Scooby Doo. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then this kid, Jurassic Park and River Wild. It's hard to say which is a better run. Probably Lillard, but this is good. I mean, yeah. definitely Lillard, yeah. but th yeah, this still this still is notable. Yeah, so we we also meet Rourke's sister, Willa, who 
I still don't understand why she's in this movie, but it's really not see. important after that. <laughs> no. Um, and you learn that David Strathairn, who we'll just call David because I don't want to say Strathairn a bunch. We can call him Mother. What's his his name? Yeah, Mother's fine. Mother or Whistler. I'm Whistler. sorry. Whistler. Yeah. Whistler. Oh, I forgot. His name's Whistler. How could I forget we'll call that? Him Whistler. Damn it! You're a sneakerhead. Come that? on, Brandon. Yeah. Paid like nine hundred dollars for sneakers. Yeah. Listen. Ding. <laughs> yeah. And that blind motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> David Stray there, and he's going to bail on uh, their you know trip that they have planned for He's going to bail birthday. on Gail. Oh, yeah. Her name yeah. is Gail. Meryl Streep's name in the movie is Gail, for those listening. She looks like a Gail as much as we see. Absolutely. Like, she's attractive, but she can also clearly go a different direction of, like, you're a Gail. Yeah. You know? like. Are we still going with the she's attractive in this movie? Yes. I mean, she's a, she's sexy. Is she? Yeah. Wow. I a, think she looks beautiful. She has a way about her that's yeah. Very there's attractive. like there's just like this glow, you yeah. Know? Like it's not like a. It's hard to define, but like even the way she speaks, and like, she's, I don't know. I've always because like in Deer Hunter, she's so attractive, mm. and I, I always think about that. She's magnetic. I'll give you that. She is magnetic. I just don't know if she's like. It was just like oh yeah. Ah uh, yeah, you'd feel like if you were with her, you'd just feel like a better person. Yeah, no, I'll give you that for sure. Yeah. I feel like you just would fall in love with her if you were on that rafting trip, no matter who you are. Yeah, you'd just be like, you're going rafting with that chick for like right, five to right. six days. Like you're gonna get at the end of the line and just be like, wow, I need to marry this chick. Yeah, but she's already right. got a husband who's quite the cuck. And yeah, uh, beta he's... cuck. This is <laughs> yeah. the quintessential beta cuck role. I was going to say, I think this is the cuckiest role we've ever seen, more than Cuck Moranis. Yeah, Cuck Moranis leads yeah. the team to victory. Yeah. That. He, like, galvanizes uh, a youth community in that enough, town. Yeah. This movie right. also came out in 94, like Little Giants. So, very strong Cuck year. <laughs> it doesn't get much stronger than 1994's Cuck energy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 1990 <laughs> Cuck, as they call it. Yeah, so he's the dad, David Strayer there, and he's going to bail on the birthday uh float that they have planned for Rourke and uh basically his his reasoning is his architecture firm doesn't like his drawings so he has to keep working and it's like you suck at your job they yeah. say later in the movie he spends like all of his time working and like he he's, can't even get that he's right. no Tenley Parish no. you know oh, no, no no it's a good job it's just just what my dad wants so you want to be an architect maybe I'd like to go back to school to find out. And he can't get the dog to listen to him, which is important because, again, it just shows what a beta this guy is. He tells yeah. the dog yeah. to get off the bed like three times, right. doesn't listen. Doesn't and Meryl respect Streep, him. in a very sexy way, goes, Maggie, get off the bed. Maggie, get off the quilt. Maggie, get off the quilt. Maggie, get down. Good girl. This guy, not only can he not get any human to respect him, uh, not even animals. <laughs> yeah you know like any species that this guy encounters they just go man what a beta cuck i don't want to be around him yeah no i mean i wouldn't either i, eh, no. I would actually just just to like see him in his element but like i wouldn't be happy about it but it'd be interesting like a voyeuristic just yeah a let me POV. watch this guy yeah. do his thing <laughs> right yeah so i can feel better about myself um, yeah no it makes sense <laughs> So they leave for the trip. Um, Dad's not coming because he has to work. They meet up with Grandma and Grandpa, which is interesting. Because, mm -hmm. again, why are they in the movie? It's just to establish that they all know sign language. That's literally yeah. all it is. No, yeah. that's true. It does mm -hmm. establish that for later, which is good. Uh, it's interesting because Rourke is talking to his grandpa, who's deaf. It's good to see you too, Grandpa. <laughs> you have to sign, buddy. So did he go deaf later in life? He must have. 
Because if this guy's been deaf his whole life, he should be able to read lips by now, you know? Um, maybe, maybe it's like a respect thing also. We what... know what you were like when you were six or seven. Respect is not a big thing for you. <laughs> You're spitting all over the place. You're not about decorum. Look, I was oh. out on my own in the real world by myself. <laughs> <laughs> what? So what? I spit on a guy's head. Who cares? Yeah, no, we all did. <laughs> big it. whoop. Want to fight a bit? Aaron's yeah. big gay out. I mean, gay out. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the dog comes on the trip, which again, that's weird. Like yeah, you're gonna raft trip. Like, like what a like what a stressful thing to yeah. have yeah. to worry there's about. There's no like, there's no dog seat belts in the raft. And this this yeah. isn't uh this isn't a drive a couple hours away. This is they're flying from Boston to Montana. They crate the dog like right. it's a big ordeal to get this dog there. Well, then even the in the wilderness, like I don't know, you're not at a campsite. You're rafting. You're you're. Who knows what animals are out there that the it's dog might crazy. get excited about or might attack the dog. If you or yell, like, like, everybody over to the left side of the boat, you think the dog's going to do it? <laughs> Meryl Streep talks to her mom, and she's like, hey, mom, I think my marriage is over. And then the, the grandma goes, oh, Bean. And it made mm. me think about you, Aaron, because, again, your nickname growing up was Hamburger Bean. <laughs> Why do you think I rebelled and started spitting on guys' heads? I was frustrated. Oh, Hamburger Bean. <laughs> not my name. Um, and uh, Grandma, when Meryl Streep says she's going to divorce David Strathairn because he works too much and he's never around for the family, Grandma he shames unsuccessfully her. works too much. Yeah, he's not good at his <laughs> yeah. job, but he right. works like every day. Um, but Grandma shames her and is like, "I if I gave myself an out, I would have divorced your deaf fucking dumbass, <laughs> yeah. mean, abusive dad a grandpa. long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Your disabled grandpa yeah. is, is just I too swear much sometimes me. it seems like he doesn't listen to anything I say. <laughs> And I think this was the grandma from the Pierce Brosnan vehicle, Dante's Peak, which oh. I think was interesting. I think that is. Does she die? She's the one who like burns in the lava. Yeah, she goes and she goes into the, <laughs> the acid spring? water. Yeah. She yeah. goes into the acid water and pulls the the boat to shore, saves the whole family. Oh, and that grandma was fucked. Is fucked. Yeah. That was a fucking. Oh man, that's coming back to me. That scene hits hard. That scene hits real yeah, hard. And I saw that when I was like seven years old. Yeah, me too. Have you guys oh. ever seen Dante's Beak? It's about a bird named Dante and his big beak. Whoa. <laughs> That is a Larry Stockton production if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> Stephen King's Dante's Beak. You've never the made-for-TV movie? <laughs> Brandon knows it quite well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so the next day, they're getting ready to take off uh, on their rafting trip. And Brandon, did you see who the lady that was selling the first aid was? Yeah, I know it was some bigger lady that I definitely noted. But Catherine Mannheim. Yes. Bigger yes, lady. There we go. Deep voice go. wasn't Catherine Mannheim. Oh, it was uh, Diane Delano, and she is Sister Beach in The Wicker Man. That's who it was. Yes. I knew it. Yes. Okay, perfect. I recognize you from when Nick Cage punched you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, over here, this is where we meet Kevin Bacon, John C. Riley, and their third unnamed uh, buddy. They're getting ready to go on their own rafting trip, and uh, Kevin Bacon is very. Uh, charming to Rourke. So, uh, you going down the river all alone? No, no. Me and a couple of my buddies. What about you? Who are you going with? My mom. Oh, yeah? 
I hear this is a pretty tough river. She used to be a guide here. She wants me to go down the river before it gets bloated and ruined and stuff like that. What about your daddy? He had to stay home and do one of his stupid drawings. Too bad. I'm Wade. What's your name? Rourke. Good to meet you, Rourke. Mom! Mom, this is Wade. He's going down the river, too. So he tells me he used to be a guide here. Oh, about 150 years ago. Well, you must know the river pretty well then, huh? Well, I used to. How far are you going? End of the line, Bridal Creek. Oh, yeah, us too. Oh, great. Oh, Wade. We're dying here. I wish I were going with you guys. <laughs> At first, you think, it's, does he want to pork this little boy? But very quickly, it shifts because he. When your mind's there, because it's a it's a rafting setting. It's oh, very yeah. deliverance. It's a lot of yeah, like... yeah. I was telling Kyle this this movie is fear meets deliverance. Hey, Gary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, of the because of the nature of the cucking and mm-hmm. uh, the seduction. But then all mm. the river stuff and yeah, the finger no, totally. bang scene on the roller coaster that they do in this movie. Wild horses. So and number one, the wild horses song. That's from the <laughs> Flickies, which will be airing at some point. And so Kevin Bacon charms Meryl Streep, flirts with her a little mm-hmm. bit before they take off. A lot of and, it. And uh, anyway, they go down the river, and right before Meryl Streep's about to leave, uh, Dad shows up. He uh, he took two planes and yeah. chartered another one to get there and. That had to be expensive for mm-hmm. just deciding to come 24 hours later. Yeah. And <laughs> for a failing architect. And a, uh, she, they say later in the movie yeah. that she's a, a teacher for the deaf at a school, public uh, school. Yes, yes. It's like, they can't be doing that well financially to be chartering flights. Yeah, stuff, I mean, you know? that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, so he's a piece of shit. So the family takes off. And by the family, I mean the dad, the mom, Meryl Streep, the son, Rourke. The dog, uh, Maggie. Maggie. And anyway, so, you know. She's good at rafting and sign language. I wonder if that'll come into play later in the movie. looking sexy while she does it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Immediately, you get the David Strathairn and Cuck energy just vibing. Mm -hmm. As soon as they're on the river, Meryl Streep says, if you're going to sit in the back, sit on the floor. If you're going to sit there in the back, you should sit on the floor in the center. I can't see from there. Well, then, sit in front. I like it here. And then he immediately falls off the raft. Yep. <laughs> Could you just stop laughing for a second and help me into the boat, please? He's such a weenie. <laughs> He's so stupid. He's the worst. When he gets back in the raft, um, the uh, Meryl Streep starts talking about the gauntlet, which is this mm-hmm. insane five-plus rapids that people have died on that she did when she was younger, but yeah. she wouldn't do it again. And, and Rourke Oof. says, When do we do that one? <laughs> well, we don't do that one. Have you ever done it? Mom is saying it's too dangerous, Rourke. For you, maybe. For you, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> this guy Just... gets no respect. Uh, you know, his kid doesn't respect him. Nature no. doesn't respect him. The river does not respect him. No. That's Nothing. like the first five minutes of them on the water. It's just like, God, this I'm surprised he didn't call. He's like, hey, Dad, you're a pussy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Might as well. Like... Well, no, he says he hates him a couple times. So it's like, yeah. arguably, maybe worse. I don't know. Yeah. But, Makes uh, you wonder how he even yeah. got Meryl Streep. Right. Yeah. No. 
Very true. Kevin Bacon and John C. Riley are on the side of the river waiting for the family because their third member that Wade? was supposed to lead yeah. them. Whoa, oh, that's right. Kevin Bacon's uh, yeah. name is Wade. Kevin Bacon's name is Wade in this movie, but we John won't be John C. Riley's Terry, and it made me think of Wade Garrett and Terry Funk. Oh. And here's the Roadhouse mention for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Better times. Yeah, Wade yeah. and Terry. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. So, like, one of them is, like, the character's name in Roadhouse, and the other one is the real actor's name of the person in Roadhouse. Yes. The name yes. belongs to Mr. Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a really good Terry Funk. How come you've never done he's, that before? He's been working on it. I've been doing the funk a lot lately. Where did wow. you... What were we watching? We watched Club Dread, and the guy looked yeah, like Funk. Yeah, the guy looked and, a lot uh, like Terry Funk. Yeah. John C. Riley kind of looks like Terry Funk. Well, Anyone with the curly hair, like yeah, and some I've been working on my hair. John C. Riley, and like John C. Riley, I realize is like a really dumb Ray Romano. Yeah, so it's just a, like, yeah, right. So his voice is just like, well, I, I don't know. I think we gotta go over here, <laughs> this place. That thing. That's pretty good. Yeah, there you go. That's my John C. Riley for you. So Kevin Bacon and uh, John C. Riley are waiting on the side of the shore. Looks like we're stuck. Well, we. I could get you down as far as Bridal Creek. Yeah. We wouldn't want to be a burden. Meryl Streep's like, we'll take you and just, you know, yeah. we'll, she's a good guy. we'll follow you. She's a good guy. She drops a great uh, line. She says, uh, when she's instructing them on how to get through this treacherous part, she says, you don't command the river. The river commands you. Mm -hmm. Powerful. It made me think of Tokyo Drift. It's like, <laughs> if you're not out of control, you're not in control. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Meryl Streep says, stay to the right. Kevin Bacon, John C. Riley, they don't stay to the right. And uh, they end up going, their raft gets like thrown them in the air. And uh, Kevin Bacon can't swim. So once they get to shore, we hear on the radio that there has been a robbery at a livestock auction at the Flathead County Fairgrounds for $250,000. Been there before. That is, yeah. that is the most Montana <laughs> sentence ever. <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> I was like a livestock auction. How much can you rip that off for? And they're like, well, a quarter million, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, oh, I don't understand. They show later that they have a bag of cash. Like there was just. Yeah. The I, cash, the cash part seems. I don't get it. Silly. <laughs> it like, doesn't make any if, sense. Like you couldn't swim and like somebody came up with the idea of like, we're going to steal this money and then we're going to escape on this river. Like I'd be out. It's just a, it's a weird plan. So David Strathairn doesn't trust these dudes. He's like, come on, Meryl Streep. We need to cut these guys loose. Mostly because they show Kevin Bacon like shirtless fly fishing with Meryl Streep, oh, which is yeah. very sensual. Yeah. Wow. That's the, it's the nineties sexy scene of, of the decade. I'd fry that bacon. <laughs> I oh, really yeah. would. Yeah. Oh yeah. A, a shirtless Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, just, just gently caressing a 40 year old Meryl Streep. Yeah. Man, oh yeah. Man. yeah. Yeah. It's 1994 for you. That's uh, Mr. Skin's smuttiest <laughs> moment of the 90s. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> Fly fishing, shirtless. Yes. Yeah. One of, like one of the top 10 sexiest scenes of all time. You know, like, what? <laughs> yeah. It goes, it goes wild things and then the river wild scene. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's in the specific, uh, what is it? I guess it's a cuck. What's the kind of. The, what's Pollard? Is he a cuck in the, the <laughs> fake porno that we have? Yeah, he's a cuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, so I feel he, like it would be like smuttiest in she's that always category. Like, she's always like, no, you need to watch. You need to watch. Yeah. Like, he's so much bigger than like that kind of, he's like just sitting there ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like in that category, because David's straight there and they show him like watching that. Yeah. You know, like that would be like oh, number right. one in like that 
cut category on Mr. Skin? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Look at like how that. painful Top this 10 is. cinema cut scenes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, all you 5GFA lunkheads out there. When you think about Oscar-nominated actor John C. Riley, what comes to mind? Is it his strange pug face? His untamable hair? Or perhaps it's his distinctive voice. You know, that voice that sounds like a way stupider Ray Romano? Well, John C. Riley wants something else to come to mind when you hear his name. Teeth. That's right, teeth. Using the Matt Bailey Scholarship Fund, the Five Guys Flickin' Around crew have sent John C. Riley to dentistry school so he can pursue his dream of becoming the world's most interesting dentist. And now that three months have gone by, which apparently is all the time you need to become a dentist in this country if you know the right people and have access to Matt Bailey levels of cash, we're happy to announce the grand opening of Gosh He's Smiley, Dentistry by John C. Riley. Located in the flatlands of Bozeman, Montana, Gosh He's Smiley is a hip, strange, funny, but also very serious dentistry office. It's not an award-winning practice, but it's been nominated for awards several times, and people generally seem to like it. Let Steve Brule make your smile look cool. Let this stepbrother treat you better than any other. Dentist. Gosh, he's smiley. Dentistry by John C. Riley, a 5GFA joint venture and multi-level marketing scheme. Okay, so after that, it's it's Rourke's birthday. It's like the third day, and uh, this is why they were on the trip, is for his birthday. And there's a scene of them opening up presents. Uh, Rourke gets rollerblades from uh, Meryl well, Streep. Very he gets 94. He gets a picture he of rollerblades. Well, yeah. No, they can't bring the rollerblades out there because, I mean, that'd be right. fun. Yeah, they're bringing a dog on a raft. I mean, uh, they, they can do whatever. Yeah. No, he's just sitting in the raft with the rollerblades on. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. His mom's like, don't get those wet. The bearings yeah. will rust. So please just be very careful. So Kevin Bacon and John C. Riley, they're still ingratiating themselves. And Kevin Bacon gives Rourke a present as well. Terry and I don't have anything that fancy, but this is from us. What is it, honey? $200! Now that's so in case you want to see a concert or buy some CDs or whatever you want to do. Thank you very much for the gesture, but he can't accept it. Rourke, what did you say? I said you didn't even want to come on this trip. Gee, I'm sorry, Tom. I was just trying to be nice. Because David Strathairn doesn't let Rourke keep the money, yeah. uh, he tells him, I hate you, Dad, and, like, storms off. And David yeah. Strathairn's sitting there with his tiny dick in his hand again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The dog, I think, pees on him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He can't catch a break. Uh, Meryl Streep gets naked and goes into the hot spring, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's my nomination for Kyle's best scene he saw. It's one of them. It's up there. Got me up there also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey. uh, and Kevin Bacon, in a baller move, is just watching her. Super interestingly, she notices Kevin Bacon's looking at her. They make eye contact. Kevin Bacon just keeps staring at her. He's like, yeah. I don't care that you caught me. Yeah. I'm watching you. Right. And that's cool. It's interesting. Baller move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is also the, the point in the movie where it turns too, because uh, Meryl Streep and David Strathairn kind of reconcile, right? Yes. And he said, you know, in typical cuck fashion, like I feel like a failure and I'm trying to impress you and, and show you that I'm worthy of you, stupid cuck. So after the peeping Tom scene, Meryl Streep's like, <laughs> fine, we can leave. They're so creepy, but I don't want to make a big deal about it or scare Rourke. I just think we have to get away from them. Listen, tomorrow we'll, uh, we'll act like nothing's happened and then we'll 
We'll just find a way to leave them behind, mm -hmm. okay? But the next day, Kevin Bacon, knowing that he was a pervert and probably freaked her out a little, takes work on their raft so that uh, they can't ditch him because now they have their son. Right. And when they're on the raft, yeah. Kevin Bacon's like, can you keep a secret? And he shows him something. Uh, he takes it out of the bag, and it's a gun. It's a oh, 357, oh, oh, oh. 357 Magnum. Ooh, I'm, I'm, yeah, he <laughs> takes, he takes it out, flustered. and uh, he takes it out, and it's a Magnum. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, the audio wasn't working. What did you say? <laughs> That's all I heard. Uh, so they've got a gun. Bacon's got a gun. Uh, so when they stop for lunch, uh, mom and dad, Meryl Streep, David Strathairn, they're like, let's let's make a run for it. Yeah, um, failure to lunch. <laughs> That's a good one. That is good. Wow. Yeah. There you go. It's all about just like changing your plans. Like, I guess we'll do like an early dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That would be a great, uh, that would be a great like two-man Aaron play. What if I do a very, it's really well written and stuff and I get Lenny Kravitz to do it. It takes a long time and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. This is great. We do all the rehearsals and stuff. Opening night, everyone's, it's packed. Everyone's excited. And as soon as the play starts, you come out and we just beat the shit out of Lenny Kravitz <laughs> in front of a live audience. Yeah. And then it's settled and that's the end of it. Yeah. And then we send the video to Mark McGrath and we say, yeah. thanks for the support, buddy. So they decide to ditch the guys, but it doesn't, doesn't work. Uh, they, they catch up to them and David stray there and just comes out and says it like, Hey, yeah, you're right. We were trying to ditch you. And Kevin Bacon goes, why? Cause your son wants to be with me more than you. Which, yeah. Marky Mark. Yeah. Very fear. Yeah. That's yeah. a great Marky Mark scene. I'm going to bang your daughter. I'm going to bang your wife. I'm going to bang you probably. Uh, Kevin Bacon also threatens the cuck in a very baller scene where he's like, what if I said I wouldn't let you go? What would you do, stud? Like yeah. basically being like, yeah. fucking do So David Stray there and punches him. And then after he does the pussiest thing where he says, we're even, you hit me, I hit you. Yeah. Like, just like yeah, yeah. one for right, one, right. Like, I don't actually want to fight. I'm sorry. Cheers, 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 cheers. You want to hit me? Hit him, Dad, hit him. Okay, we're even, you hit me, I hit you. It's over. Now I'm taking my family, and I'm leaving. No, you're not. Look out, Dad! He's got a gun! Rourke. No! Damn it! No, wait! Stop! He's my dad! Stop hitting him! I need your wife to get me down the river. I need your son to control her. You and the dog are expendable. Kevin Bacon, he fucks up David Stray there. And they slap Rourke, which is cool. I like seeing yeah. children that are talking back, getting a little, yeah. you know. Kevin Bacon tries to kill the dog, Maggie, but he misses. Maggie takes off into the woods. And they popped one of the rafts. Kevin Bacon and John C. Riley are like, fuck it. You're taking us down river. Yeah. You know we're bad guys. We have a gun. We're going to yeah. tie you into the rafts. And I got a gun. I got a gun. <laughs> Who's the That's best what... bad guy now? <laughs> <laughs> That's when he says, well, Terry, looks like we're not getting our deposit back. Yeah. The uh, deposit belongs funny. to Mr. Cutler. Yeah. It's the second raft movie we've done where they didn't get their deposit back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Meryl Streep is like, I got your whole plan figured out. What's in the green bag, Wade? It's the money, isn't it? From the cattle auction? You guys robbed the cattle auction, right? This close to Canada. They'd think you jumped the border, but instead you just... Go off-road for four or five days. End up a couple hundred miles downriver where you have a car waiting. Park ranger comes by, Benjamin Bratt. A young Benjamin Bratt. He is 
Now he is he is sexy in this movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Want... Anyway, Benjamin Bratt, Park Ranger, comes by, and uh, is case. They... <laughs> you know who I always confuse him with is Lou Diamond Phillips. I said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyle paused it, and I was like, Ah, oh, it's Lou Diamond Phillips. And then I was like, That's John Leguizamo. No, that's not right. <laughs> so they look so similar. I've always said that blue that the Blue Diamond Almonds should hire Lou Diamond Phillips to be their spokesperson. <laughs> Interesting. Blue Diamond po- Phillips or Lou Diamond Almonds. I like the latter. Uh, and then we get this great monologue about Meryl Streep not being able to actually go down the gauntlet and not thinking she's capable of it. Mm-hmm. We'll insert that there. You listen to me, you little idiot. I'm not bullshitting you about the gauntlet. It's big. It's bigger than anything you've ever seen. And tomorrow, Wade, you're going to drown in it. And the rest of us are going to be hauled under with the raft. So I'm not going to pretend that I give a shit about you and your stupid friend and your pathetic small-time nothing life. But I got everything I care about in the world in this boat. And I got my baby girl waiting at the other end. And I know I cannot do this. I cannot row this big water, man. That's the truth. I cannot do it. So because they want them to go down this gauntlet that they're Meryl Streep certain she can't handle and that they're going to die in, uh, they do another attempted escape. So David's straight there and <laughs> he goes to get the gun and he's doing the like two inches per second sneakers yes, thing <laughs> where yes. like it reminded me of Robert Redford because he's just like going so <laughs> fucking slow towards John C. Riley. <laughs> so he steps on a branch alerting John C. Riley. John C. Riley gets startled, fires the gun. David Strathairn takes off, and uh, Kevin Bacon then goes hunting David Strathairn. David Strathairn has climbed on a rock very high up, and Kevin Bacon finds him and uh, goes to kill him, shoots him, misses, but then shoots him again. Hey, there you are. Now I want to try and hit you in the spine, right between the shoulder blades. You ready? And this time he falls into the water, presumably dead. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. He died. My heart's racing. <laughs> but no one ever said he's dead, so uh, we don't okay. know. Yeah. yeah, we don't see a body. <laughs> well, we do see a body, but it's alive. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and- yeah, no, he's he's not dead. So Kevin Bacon comes back. He says he killed the dad. Meryl Streep's all pissed off. So the next morning when they're leaving to raft, David Strathairn has had all night to figure out his plan of how to <laughs> save the family yeah. or save himself. And <laughs> his plan is I'm going to hang 20 feet up on this rock and just watch them as they go by on the it's raft. The greatest, <laughs> it's it's so the bizarre. greatest cuck defense <laughs> Where it's just like, if I lay here and play dead, maybe they'll leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. It's the exact same thing. Where I it's thought... just like, I won't move. Yeah. No one will even know I'm alive. It'll be great. Like, I thought maybe he was hoping that they'd come by the shore and he could, like, drop in on the boat and, like, you know, disrupt it. And... Right. But, like, yeah. literally, they just, he just doesn't want to be seen. Yes. And yeah. they go, they go past him on the river raft and then he falls off the cliff. He tumbles down. It's- into the water this is the (laughs) this is the part where the movie kind of loses me oh this is like gets me really well i just i just like that it's more about meryl streep and the fact that they have to give like david straight this like redemption arc for being such a beta cuck the whole movie i was just like wow i i didn't like that i fucking love it i think it's incredible it's one of my favorite aspects of the movie 
Um, because as soon as David Strathairn climbs out of the water, Maggie's there, the dog from earlier in the movie yeah. that left them like right. 40 miles down river right. has somehow followed No bear them. got her or anything. Nope. She's a bobcat she or anything. She's quiet and close by <laughs> yeah. the whole time right. uh, running down the river. And uh, him and the dog now go on their little homeward bound side quest. <laughs> yeah. I'm too old for this it's river. It's just like he's, he's on foot climbing mountains and keeping up with them yeah. on a raft. It's yeah. like it's, absolutely it's insane. It's so insane. It's so if, insane. Um, if there was a voiceover for Maggie, who would do the voiceover? Rosie Perez or Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> One of the Rosies. Okay, uh, I'm into that. No. Christian uh, Bale. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Oh, good for you. What don't you get about it? I was looking at the light. Oh, good for you. And how was it? I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. So uh, John C. Riley um, sees that the ranger is coming again, and uh, he takes the kid who's shirtless at this scene and then covers his mouth while he's behind the boy. Keep going. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pee really quick. Keep going though. Sure, sure, sure. That was interesting. I thought just yeah, yeah, sensual and. Dangerous. You're peeing? Yeah. <laughs> Solid. That's a wild river he's got. We'll turn that part up. And so, anyway, Benjamin Bratt shows up again, and uh, he tells them they can't go down the gauntlet. You think Benjamin Bratt calls his dick his BB gun because his initials? Probably not. So Benjamin Bratt shows up again, the ranger. He says they can't go down the river because it's too dangerous. No one can go down the gauntlet. And he says that because they can't go down the river, he's going to get a helicopter to fly in and airlift them and the raft out. Yeah. Like, that? Right. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a very expensive solution for taxpayers of Montana just because yeah, they yeah. went too far down the river. Mm-hmm. Well, that's always a uh, a good mech or device in these kind of movies. Are just like, oh, it's so remote, mm-hmm. helps impossible, mm-hmm. or like it has to be a drastic measure of help. You know, the same way like the powers out in movies where it's like, oh, we can't call or we can't like yeah. having a setting where it's like, oh, there's no easy escape here. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so Benjamin Bratt uh, tells him they can't go. Kevin Bacon's like, fuck you, idiot, and shoots him in the chest. And uh, Benjamin Bratt's corpse goes floating down the river. And Kevin Bacon says, he said he always wanted to try the gauntlet. I just gave him his wish. <laughs> pretty cold, pretty baller. Yeah. All right, I'm back. Brad. Brandon, that was a healthy stream you had there. Yeah, no, that was long. That was long. <laughs> yeah, we picked it up on the audio. So good, we good. will putting that in. Yeah, put yeah. that somewhere. They're going down the gauntlet now. It's a mile and a half of treacherous waters. Why not just walk on foot for that mile and a half? Yeah, I mean, all those, again, all those movies, it's like, oh, it's impossible by foot for some yeah. reason. But they don't say that. Or, yeah, I know. No, but it's, it's not. It's yeah. not impossible by foot. Right, because, Strathan's doing it. Yeah, exactly. Him and the dog make it. Another thing I don't understand is what David Strathairn's doing. We see him with, like, huge metal cables and hooks, and you're like, what the fuck is yeah. going on here? It's the most work. <laughs> For the littlest <laughs> amount of help that he could possibly give them. Well, you, you understand why he's not an engineer and he's an architect instead. No, yeah. yeah. But he's also yeah. f- he's also found a huge metal drum that he can put rocks right, in, right. and it's like, what? Where are these things coming from? When did? You, how did you think this up? Yeah. Like, what is going on here? And uh, we're just we're seeing bits and pieces of it, but we don't know what it's adding up to. 
And so on the gauntlet, this river is wild, man. So they make it through the gauntlet, the insane rapid, somehow, some way. Um, and we see that David Strathairn has made this cross river contraption. And when they come, he pulls the lever, which makes the rocks go up. And then that pulls this cable that he's fashioned across the, the treacherous water mm -hmm. uh, go up in the air about 10 feet, which makes the boat flip over a little bit. Not, yep. not fully. No. Just enough no. to knock yeah. one of them out. <laughs> yeah. <And> so. <laughs> Well done. Well done, Strathen. It was a huge, yep. huge maneuver for a, a very big, little payoff. Like yeah, it was a said. big help. <laughs> like, that, he, he could have just waited in the water, like, barely letting his eyes above the thing, and then right. just, like, pushed from underneath and had yeah, the yeah. same effect. Yeah. Him throwing a rock would have been <laughs> a lot better. Right. And that takes no planning. <laughs> yeah, get that drum of rocks and then just start throwing hella rocks at them. So this starts the whole... Uh, altercation i guess or merrill hits kevin bacon with the oar he goes in the water john c Riley attacks her he hits her on the wrist yes he's like ah my arm yeah uh, she breaks his arm that looked yeah. painful yeah yes it did <laughs> yeah david strathairn's wrestling with kevin bacon now in the water kevin bacon punches him in the bean bag really hard <laughs> uh, which is great and yeah. uh while they're fighting and scuffling meryl streep uh, is able to get the gun that's fallen in the river this is like one of the coolest I think like best written endings ever. She gets the gun out of the water. She looks in the chamber to see how many bullets are left. She sees there's one and she spins it to a blank bullet. Yeah. And uh, then we get, she pulls the gun on Kevin Bacon and we hear this monologue where he's pleading for his life. Yeah, that's and great. says, I'm not gonna hurt you. I I'm not gonna hurt Rourke. I just needed you to get us down the river and, and, and you did that. And then you could just let me and Terry be on our way, and you could go back to your family, and... Oh, please, Gail. Come on now, you can't kill me. You're not like that. Because if you kill me, Gail, you're going to spend the rest of your life wondering if you had to kill me. And there's no way. There's no way you're ever going to know. No way. That's funny. I thought there was one left, too. What am I talking to you for? Kill him, Terry. Catch that kid. And kill him, too. No! Wrong way. There was a way. And so yeah. she gets the bullet where it's supposed to be, shoots Kevin Bacon right through the chest, and uh, he kind of just goes for a swim after that. He floats down river. Yeah, it's a fun. <laughs> he's got his cash and he's like drifting away. And... Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. Rock and roll and drift away. Won't you take me away? 
it's great. See and, you in uh, hell, Utah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, John C. Riley gets arrested. They're all saved. It's it's great because we get this scene with a ranger interviewing the kid. Not Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> he didn't make it. Yeah. He didn't make it, presumably. And uh, the little kid's like... I fucking outsmarted Velociraptors a year ago. Like, this wasn't anything. Yeah. I was expecting at the end, grandma, grandpa, and their daughter, his sister, the other family member. Yep, you never see any of them ever again. You never see them. His it's grandpa just, didn't yeah. hear about any of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end. I'm sorry. Have you ever wondered why Blue Diamond Almonds never partnered with Lou Diamond Phillips? I always thought it made sense because they rhyme. So you start with the blue and the Lou. Those rhyme. The second name is both diamond, so you rhyme diamond with diamond. If you're keeping score at home, right now we're at Blue Diamond and Lou Diamond. And now we get to the last name, Almonds and Phillips. Now, these two don't rhyme that much, but they both have two syllables in them, and they both end in S. <laughs> so when you compare Blue Diamond Phillips... <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so when you compare Lou Diamond Phillips with Blue Diamond Almonds, they really are pretty similar. And I've just always thought the... the and I've just always thought the, the two... <laughs> <laughs> so when you compare Lou Diamond Phillips and Blue Diamond Almonds, they really are pretty similar. And I've just always thought that the two should have paired up in some capacity. That's it. That's the end of it. David Strathairn was in Simon Birch. Yes. That had to hurt. That made thousand. me cry. A thousand times, yes. A thousand, a thousand times, yeah. <laughs> Monk, he was in Monk. Of course he was. Who wasn't? He probably played Monk's brother, like Spunk or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Spunk. You don't want to know why I got that name. He has to jack off onto the crime scene. There's a guy in our yard. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. Some dude's yeah. like in our backyard. This happens a lot. Joel, uh, give you one shot here. If you fuck this one up, you're going to have to uh, bow out for the rest of the pod. But Joel, what was the best scene you saw? So the best scene I saw was throughout the whole movie, Meryl Streep being this commanding and like just being the badass she is. Yeah, yeah no, that was badass. She's And she looks good doing it, like we said. Sexy, yeah, sexy rafting lady. <laughs> yeah, it's like a ripe yeah. 40-year-old peach she is. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'd like to cream her peach. <laughs> yeah, wow. Joel, you gotta go, man. This is, uh... Oh, sorry, guys. I know I outweighed my welcome. You know, you were pretty yep. quiet during the plot rundown, and your best thing you saw, I'm glad you did that, but, uh, just do something yeah. else. Brandon, best scene you saw. Very similar to that one. My best scene is the uh, attempted escape. Okay, we're going to uh, distract Terry Funk. Yeah, you could cool even scene. say it's the best scene I saw. <laughs> yeah, you could. That's one way to phrase it. Hmm. Um, no, I like that scene too. I think it's really little kid-ish in a sense where it's like, Hey, did you grab the cooler? No. And then, like, David Strathairn goes under the water. <laughs> yeah. And then he's That's like, the you should really part. try this out. Oh, man, it feels That's great. That's the best part because he, ju he's just such a dad where he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, gr great water over here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this, this looks pretty great. 
Oh, I feel refreshed. It's, yeah. Oh, it like, but like John C. Riley really goes for it. He like takes his shirt off and is just yeah, like drinking yeah. a beer and it's like that looks nice. Yeah. I John, be C. There. Riley, John C. Riley is such a slob in that scene, and David Strathair, like the character of David Strathairn, is such a bad actor that it's just mm-hmm. I love that part of it specifically. Yeah. And then uh when he gets um alphaed by his own kid when he's trying to grab his son into the raft. And he's just like, no, get away from me. He's such a weenie. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's incredibly it's so bad. cucky. Yeah. Yep. Let's move on to how do you do that? How do you do what you do to me? I'm feeling blue. Wish I knew how you do it to me, but I haven't a clue. Brandon, how do you do that? How did, uh, you know, we talked about the skinny dipping scene, right? The... The Meryl Streep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Meryl Streep skinny dipping scene. Uh, How did Joel not have any input or commentary on that scene? I mean, we know he's he's all about the babes, and he suddenly goes quiet. Yeah. It's Uh, out of character. I don't know what's wrong. I mean, he came out of the gate so strong, like, wow, what a babe. And then we talked about it. I mean, I was saying, like, he's watching her. That's interesting. Yeah. He didn't mention at all that, you know, her breasts... The top of her breast, not her nipples, look kind <laughs> no. of nice against the water. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Now, Joel was suspiciously was quiet during that entire plot rundown. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad we let him go for the rest of this episode. Yeah. He really yeah. blew it. Especially so. for that best scene. Like, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, Kyle, how do you do that? Uh, during the birthday scene when he's getting all the gifts, it's like their third day on this trip. They have a birthday cake with <laughs> candles. <laughs> What? Yeah. yeah. They've been storing a cake on that boat. Right. <laughs> like waiting for Yeah, it makes this the, ro- the rollerblades plausible. Like, <laughs> yeah. what else right, do you right. got keistered around? It's insane. <laughs> she there's a deleted scene where she found like carrots growing wild and was like, I can make carrot cake. And like <laughs> it's like a whole scene of her like yeah. finding all the ingredients she needs. Yeah. Well she <laughs> like did I... play Ju- she did play Julia Childs. Hello! <laughs> yeah. I'm Florence Foster Jenkins. Oh, I can't sing at all. I can't oh. bake a lick. Oh, I can't sing at all. <laughs> then they could say that I can't sing, but no one could say that I didn't sing. <laughs> um, let's move on to That Had to Hurt. That Had to Ooh. Hurt. Come on, baby, make it hurt so good. Brandon, That Had to Hurt. We talked about how much David Strathairn is a beta cuck in this movie. He's the quintessential beta cuck. It had to hurt Kevin Bacon to get alphaed by David Strathairn on more than one occasion. No, but like Kevin Bacon punches him in the nuts. That's the most alpha thing you can do. Yeah. I agree. You know? That's the most alpha. Right. But he also gets alphaed by David Strathairn. The, he kicks he is... the shit out of him after he punches him. Yeah. He like yeah, but right. even getting the. I mean, I'm gonna. I gotta go back to Rocky. That's like uh, you know Apollo Creed in the first round getting knocked down by one of Rocky Balboa's punches. He's this is guys the heavyweight. So you're calling uh, Rocky Balboa a cuck. No, I'm just saying it's very equivalent ah, on the level of worse. prestige. No. 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 <laughs> I am not calling Rocky Balboa. I don't really a cuck. know alpha, you know. I just kind of get You just compared Rocky Balboa to David Strathairn. I'm saying the difference you're between such a the cuck two. rock. <laughs> you know Apollo banged uh what's your name? Adrian? Adrian, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, they don't have any scenes together, but Probably, probably. Yeah. Well, they do in three, you know, when she's like, nothing's working. That's, yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. That's why she was, she's, she's like, he's not fulfilling my needs. 
right, bang right. me and like let's go work out in LA. Yeah. Right, right. I thought you were gonna say it had to hurt because this I think is a good one too. Had to hurt to be Rick Moranis. You turn in like a great cuck performance in 1994. <laughs> yeah. And then moments later, you just get out cucked. You get out cucked. Which makes you more of an alpha, but you're the alpha of the cuck, so you're it's the, like just the like the beta. It's like I don't yeah, know. It's right, not, right. Yeah, it's getting yeah. it's getting the silver medal. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, this performance will endure for at least a few years. There won't be a cuckier role. To be fair, right. on our podcast, there wasn't for a couple months. My that had to hurt the or hit on John C. Reilly's arm. Yeah. <laughs> One of those like like in the uh, what was it? Scream. Those minor injuries, I always think, are so much worse. Yeah, yeah. Or like a, a bad rope burn. Those yes, are always yes. Those are always bad. And a First Nation burn. You can't say Indian burn anymore. <laughs> uh, also, like, you know, being You can't little... say Indian burn anymore. <laughs> the friend who I went to see this movie with, that we spit on the guy, a few years later, like, he had a, a rubber snake that was really cool, mm-hmm. and he whipped me with it, and I had, like, a fucking lashing on my arm or back or like he whipped me like a real whip like ah like it was so fucking painful <laughs> so, you, so this kid used to whip you and convince you to spit, spit on, on people <laughs> yeah it's probably yeah. not like the a, best influence nah, he's cool his grandma remarried a guy who was the guy who invented the zamboni machine was this a his grandma that zamboni. left you unsupervised no that was his other side of the family oh but he yeah, he like his family. Cool his grandma married into the Zamboni fortune. Yeah, like, that's pretty cool. And his last name was Zamboni. No, it, it yeah. makes sense now that you mention it. I never thought about it. Like, why do they call it a Zamboni? And it's like, yeah, just makes sense. Yeah, yeah from Sam Zamboni. Okay, Kyle, that had Sam to hurt. Zamboni. <laughs> uh, being the daughter had to hurt. This family forever has this collective shared trauma. This story. This bond. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, no, they had this yeah. like crazy thing happen once and I wasn't yeah. there. I, I, went, I went to the bank with uh, grandma and grandpa. With my deaf grandpa. <laughs> if I have to hear about the goddamn river trip one more time, like, yeah, they like, all make shirts and it's like the three of them have like fun like river shirts. Yeah. Like, that was a wild river trip. Like, yeah. We would have gotten you a shirt, sweetie, but you weren't there. I collected all of grandma's buttons and yeah. put them into color coordinated. <laughs> Like space yeah, I sorted I sorted the rocks in their backyard, so the multicolored <laughs> rocks are on one side and the white rocks are on the other side. You guys missed it. It was crazy. <laughs> I watched Golden Girls. Let's move on to who organizes the reunion. It's so nice. Sweet. I think uh, the daughter organizes a reunion. Oh. Uh, I think in a couple years when she's old enough, since she missed out on it last time, she's like, I want to do the same trip. Uh, but everyone, they have PTSD from it. Right. So, uh, you know, so. They're, they're not really having the best time. Meanwhile, the grandpa comes along. We get to see how ornery he is. We get to see a deaf person on the river, you know, maneuvering that, which I think is interesting. interesting. Yeah. And nothing exciting or scary happens on the trip, which bothers the daughter because she wanted that like extreme yeah, bonding it's experience. Like, it's alarmingly mild. Yeah, like yeah. it's just a normal river right. trip. But like they're all being triggered the whole time, like very uncomfortable. And she's right. like wanting more. She's like, I hope a bear attacks us, you know, something yeah. like that. Um, she doesn't know 
Grandpa came because he has a death wish. He's he's planning on killing himself anyway on this trip, and that's why he wanted to come. So at the end, the grandpa shoots himself in the head on top of the raft. Jesus that had to Christ. hurt. But he botches it where, like, okay, the, the bullet doesn't actually kill him instantly. So he's, like, floating down the river, yelling for help, oh. meanwhile bleeding out. <laughs> the whole family is, like, watching like in pain and trauma yeah. and the daughter is just like super stoked she's like yes this is a traumatic experience i wanted thank you grandpa you know who did that uh brandon mr kroger from seinfeld you know from play now yeah he uh he had something wrong with him like illness and oh, he was I like i'm gonna kill that. myself and he botched it he shot himself in the head and didn't die <laughs> yeah because he was in that's uh, the worst. He was in malcolm in the middle too right Yes, yeah. Yes, right. yeah. The mistake people make is they use a handgun. You need to do a Hemingway shotgun to the skull and just obliterate your entire head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely there was, obliterated. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. The the uh the bad guy in Dumb and Dumber, uh, the family yeah. friend. Right. He uh he wandered into the woods and like slit his throat mm. and like didn't leave a note. It's some horrible story of like like they I'm didn't out. explain why. Yeah, no, he didn't. He just went out and killed himself wow. like graphically. That's pretty cool. Wild. <laughs> River wild, man. Sylvia Plath did it a stupid way. <laughs> Stick your head in the oven or whatever? Yeah, right. Is that, that her? I Sylvia Plath? Or did she walk into the lake with, like, weight? I think she did with the rocks. Someone uh, put their head in the oven. Yeah, Some yeah. Some female, like, right. writer. Well, that's because you just you blow out the pilot light and you just suffocate. It was Sylvia Plath. Oh, it was? Yeah. There you go. She did place her head in the oven at the age of 30. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Wow, well, we all yeah. passed. We all passed Plath. You just assume it's an old female writer. She's like sixty at least. Yeah. Well, wow. with a name like Sylvia and Plath. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had old. the exact same reunion. Oh. Yeah. So. With the grandpa shooting himself and <laughs> not that, but I had the daughter going. I'm like, I want to do this trip too, and then like, it's just not, not a, an eventful trip. <laughs> Brandon. I'm gonna go with Rourke, the son. He organized the reunion. After they go through the trauma, he needs to feel his adrenaline pumping again, even more for his next birthday, you might say. Um, and it's just like a high that he's chasing. So he mm. asks his parents to take him surfing for his next birthday. He suggests South Africa due to the large number of uh, great white sharks there. <laughs> and like every year he tries to encounter certain death, whether it's like surfing, maybe a 50 year storm or something like that, or Ooh. skydiving or robbing banks with his best friends. And so eventually, if you haven't guessed it by now, Rourke grows up, moves to California, changes his name to Bodhisattva. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, there you go. I don't know how the timeline works, but... Uh, but that's sort of Buddhist surfer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's why, like, he's like, violence isn't the answer, but, like, I will be violent if I have to. Yeah, Because, exactly. like, he molded himself after John C. Riley, who was like... Yeah, I don't no, want to hurt people. Man. I, uh, and yeah. and John C. Riley tells him he says I can't go back to jail, man. Yeah, that's, that's what Bodhi says line, in the right? movie. Yeah, you know I want. Yeah. You know what does he say? <laughs> Nobody fucking man. Let's move on to the Clutch Award. Baby, you are so money and you don't even know it. I'll start. Kevin Bacon's so talented, so and talented. Uh, Kevin Bacon's got so much charm and charisma, and mm. Kevin Bacon's. Like, Party's like, ah, he, maybe he is a good guy. Like, I don't know. He's, totally. he's a complicated dude. No, he's not you want to like, like a... him from the first scene. You want to like him. Absolutely. Yeah, a testament to his performance. He was just incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle. Wait, uh, what was your Clutch Award? To Kevin Bacon and Meryl Streep. Oh, okay. All right. Kyle, Clutch Award. 
Nancy Clopper wins my clutch award. The Clop yes. Daddy? The Clop Daddy. <laughs> uh, the casting director of this film. Clopper? I don't even know her. Oh, dude. Uh, she fucking nailed it. Yeah, even the kid, like, it's so tough. I know he yeah. was doing stuff already, but, like, he could have easily been a my cock. Absolutely. Yeah. And in a throwaway scene, she cast future sister beach in a two second scene. Like she yeah. had that good of an eye that even right. those things were like, wow, this lady nailed it. And she's like this John C. Riley guy. Like he's going to be he's big one places. day. Yeah. yeah. And let's prepare you right now for another movie where you're on a boat and it doesn't go so well. Yeah. Oh, good point. You know, Fox just lifting. Throw off your bow line, throw off your stern. Let's move on to quotes. The little kids, my friends and I, we used to call her Whitewater. <laughs> Whitewater, huh? <clears throat> we never had nicknames where I came from, certainly not Whitewater. White trash, maybe. <laughs> now, the way I hear it, it's worse in this country to be an Indian than it is even a, a, a black or a Mexican. Is that right, Ranger Johnny? <clears throat> I'm Tom. Brandon, what do you got for quotes? First one is when David Strathairn's going after Maggie and John C. Riley's following him. The dog comes back. John C. Riley's standing behind David Straight there, and he goes, "Dogs." David Straight there and says, "Yeah." Dogs. Yeah. That was a fun scene. It's probably a full like page of the screenplay where it's like he slowly approaches like yeah. as we can hear the the leaves like crunch under his feet. The yeah. dog seems to be pulling something up and it's literally in the movie it's just dogs. Yeah, yeah. I love a director's like commentary of like, "Oh, this was all ad-libbed." Like, this yeah. like I told him just go with it. Just like let's try a bunch. Like yeah. be creative here. That was ridiculous. Um I also like Benjamin Bratt where he's uh he's talking about how he knows Meryl Streep from back in the day, and he says, I can believe that. She sure made my life interesting. Sorry, do I know you? Well, on more than one occasion, you try to get me into bed before nine. It's a great way, like, especially when there's a little kid there, Absolutely. to talk about uh, possibly banging his mom. Right before Benjamin Bratt says that, Meryl Streep's like, oh, I don't, I don't think I know you. So like that line comes across even worse of like, yeah. wow, she banged a lot of dudes. <laughs> oh wait, you were right, the babysitter. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was like so like it didn't need to be there, but I loved that it was. Um, my quote: It's when Kevin Bacon said, "We never had nicknames where I came from. Certainly not Whitewater, White Trash, maybe." <laughs> it's like your nickname was White Trash. <laughs> it's weird because it wasn't like our. My place was a white trash neighborhood. And it's like, I'd assume white trash places have a lot of nicknames. Like, yeah. Like Prairie Dog or like. The guy that doesn't have any teeth is Gummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, white trash. Yeah, it's more of an insult, not uh, a nickname. Yeah. Well, so uh, is White Water, if you think about it. That had to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, quotes. Uh, first quote is Meryl Streep when she's talking to her mom. She goes, Everything's just become an unbelievably hard. And grandma goes, Honey, forgive me, but you don't know what hard is. That's because you gave yourself an out. In our generation, we had no out. And it's like, fuck yeah. Like, this generation is lazy, 
They don't know how to work for anything. Got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Pull yourself yeah. up. Yeah. They're the sickest generation because of all the vaccines, too. Yeah. Right. You don't... The, the government's not going to hand you Millennials, everything. Millennials, yeah. Gen Z, Gen X, Gen Go Fuck Yourself. You're ruining this country. You can easily pay for college by working part-time in the evenings. Oh my, yes. And pay for all of it. I had to walk to school uphill both ways in the snow. Back to the quote. I also like that <laughs> because it's a uh, it's a slight at, at David Strathairn when she yeah. says, Honey, you don't, know, don't know what hard is. is. And it's mm -hmm. true because he's a beta cuck. That's that is very true. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I just it's a great response for your kid, like opening up and being like, I might get a divorce. I'm so worried. And it's just like, bitch, please. Like <laughs> get on your knees. <laughs> yeah, your dad beats me and I haven't left him yet. So suck <laughs> yeah. it up. Yeah. How dare you think about getting a divorce? <laughs> We're Christians. <laughs> Uh, my other quote is uh, Kevin Bacon, when he first meets Rourke, he says uh, to Rourke, he says, who are you going with downriver? Rourke says, my mom. Kevin Bacon goes, oh, yeah? It's a pretty tough river from what I hear. Just like, woman leading yeah, you downriver? Right, right. I respect yeah, I that. We all had that reaction <laughs> yeah. when yeah, we saw you, the first scene of the movie. Yeah, are you like, kidding She can't me? win. She's a woman. <laughs> no. Right. Oh, my God. I'd She's be terrified, too. She's going to two men. Well, at the very end, she does need her husband's help. Otherwise, the movie can't do it alone. Yeah. She would have died. She would have died. Way too unbelievable. The only reason she's good at this is because of her father. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's no, no Sacagawea, you know? She's no Sacagawea. Yeah, John Smith. <laughs> That's the other one. No, I know. He's famous for banging Pocahontas. Yeah, he poked yeah. that Hauntus. I love once more. Just around the river bend. Let's move on to... What, what takes, takes me out of the, the movie? movie? And the flick. What takes my me what takes out me out of the movie? Of the, is, do we stop? Yes. Okay. All right. My what takes me out of the movie is all gauntlet related. So, yeah. like we mentioned, they don't they don't walk the gauntlet. Then it's the gauntlet only being a mile and a half. I feel like for something called the gauntlet, it should be significantly bigger stretch mm -hmm. than that. And then the nickname of calling it the gauntlet. Where it's like people are dying here. It's like, what if you call it like Dead Man's Trail? Make it <laughs> right, something right. more like a gauntlet's like, ooh, I can test myself. Yeah. It sounds like a triathlon or something. Yeah. It's like, no, call it like The Abyss. The yeah. Abyss. Dude. Right. That's another Wild Rivers mention. Well, yeah, I was trying to think. I forgot to say this, but when we were talking about Wild Rivers, what was the first ride when you walk in on the right? The most fun one. It was called the most fun one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like the open... Step right up here, the most fun one in the round. <laughs> it was like no, which, sort what of color scary, but not scary. It was like rock. Congo River Rapids. Yes, Congo yeah. River yeah, Rapids. Right. Yep. That was the best. I was trying to think of that name. Thank oh, you, Oh, that Brandon. was great. That was so fun. Uh, Kyle, what takes you out of the movie? Um, I, I know Brandon didn't like this part, but I love the Homeward Bound cuck-readable journey. The... <laughs> <laughs> David Stray there and the dog Maggie go on. But, like, just go fuck yourself for, like, trying to make that plausible. Yeah. Of him and a dog keeping up with them on the water for, like, a day while traversing mountains. Right. The, right. Just the dog catching back up to them yeah, is so. Yeah. It's pr more preposterous than his stupid plan anyway. No, I know. Like, it's crazy. And like, the dog just... wants nothing to do with him at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Why would the dog yeah. follow him? In a King of Queens episode. Here we go. They were talking about Turner and Hooch, but, uh,. 
he was talking about this other movie that came out at the same time that got like way less publicity called McCormick and Jojo. Yeah. And it was Eric Estrada <laughs> and a monkey. I remember that. I <laughs> he like remember stole that. a quote from the movie and used it like in his wedding vows and like <laughs> Yeah, that made me think of that. We're, we're getting to the point now where like King of Queens is mentioned every week on this podcast. I'll yeah. take responsibility for that. No, but Brandon said it before you this week. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I ju- well I thought you had said that before. You said he's the coin guy. Or he's collecting the coins. I thought you said he's king of queens. Uh, okay. Yeah, but like that's not close. Like you're getting just yeah, yeah. incepted to right. where. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Let's move on to McMulligans. Kyle. What's your McMulligan? If I could find a way. Brandon, McMulligan. (laughs) So I think this movie would have been way more popular uh, if they had done something about the title because they really messed up on the title. Wow, who are you, Joel? I would have liked a younger boy. (laughs) It's an incomplete sentence. They should have made the title, The River Is Wild. Mm. Okay, that would have been a syntactically correct sentence and people wouldn't have been like what is this some foreign film i think the title is intriguing i love it yeah this is a bad bite the river wild brandon's bad bite go syntax yourself um my mcmulligan before they start i would have liked to see both the daughter and the son and then the the rangers are like you have to choose which child to take on this trip and which child to die. Yeah. Whoa. And it's called Gail's Decision. I would have changed the title to. <laughs> that's good. That's Gail's real dilemma. good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, I, I would like to see that. Yeah. It's interesting. Especially in these times, 1994. Yeah. yeah. Having, having that situation <laughs> for some reason. Uh, uh, Kyle McMulligan. Uh, just really quickly, going back to Brandon's... Uh, uh what are we on clutch no mcmulligan <laughs> mcmulligans uh, about this movie not doing well because of the name it was actually the 31st highest grossing <laughs> film of 1994 i stand corrected now here's something we hope you'll really like now we're going to turn our attentions to ex-local fanboy michael hillary for magic mike's main minute Hey, Michael, you're on with the five guys flicking around crew. How you doing, buddy? Having fun with fun, baby. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about, Mike? you go i give you a fucking answer like let's move on to sauce 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 uh, so like we talked about, I really would love to see like a full movie of the livestock auction robbery. Yeah, that would have <laughs> been real like, fun. See what it is, see how they pulled it off. I want to know how the third partner got wounded, the guard that they kill, how that yeah. went down. Uh, it'd be like Reservoir Dogs meets yeah, exactly. Ocean's Eleven meets Animals. I'm into that. And like it just 
leads straight into them meeting on the river. So like as a two part experience, I think it'd be fascinating yeah. to see like that and then watch the river wild. <laughs> That's a, I like that. Yeah. That's a cool movie. We should write that one. <laughs> that sounds yeah. great. We, we wrote the Riverwild prequel no one asked for. Yeah. <laughs> and here it is. When we, <laughs> it cost $300 million to de-age Kevin Bacon and John C. <laughs> Riley. <laughs> and F. Marie Abraham. That cost a lot. We brought him into. <laughs> we had to make him a baby again? You son of a bitch. <laughs> you coward. You scoundrel. <laughs> I'm not old enough to go down this river. <laughs> you vagabond. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, SOS. Uh, SOS spinoff of, you're going to like this one, Kyle. Spinoff of Maggie the Dog. Yes. Couple days she was gone. I want to know what she got up to. Uh, you know, wilderness shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> she's just like, she's just shitting in the woods and eating it. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Well, it's true. We never see She immediately eat eats poison berries and dies. It's like, oh, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's like there's a love story where she falls in love with a fox or uh, she fucks a fox <laughs> i said fall in love you just jumped they the call it a fog it's a fox dog hybrid <laughs> <laughs> and then that will lead to the sequel of her having the fox hybrid puppies mm. ah. what is this some kind of fox puppy squad and they all join a basketball <laughs> team and it's an air bud but it's like a full team of dog foxes fogs ah. i like that because joel could watch it yeah, yeah he's he'll old get enough. permission. <laughs> um, my SOS, I want a sequel where we follow the park ranger for the rest of the day, and it's a real time of him <laughs> going home, oh, telling his wife about his day. Oh, I thought you were talking about I thought you were talking about Benjamin Bratt, and it just follows him as he just floats <laughs> down the river. <laughs> then there's a time lapse of him decaying. Yeah. <laughs> like a bear like just like eating him. Yeah, you see the whole like the rescue effort to try to find his corpse that they don't find, and it's <laughs> yeah. Well, it's this whole uh, it goes back to the racism thing of Indians of like yeah, like if it was any other cop, we would have sent a search party, but like <laughs> yeah. fuck him, he's a Native American. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, they like they throw it to like the tribal like to your jurisdiction <laughs> like kind of thing. Oh God. Um, bring my baby home. Who needs to go? Kyle? SOS? No, we already did it. We all, we're, we're all done? We're, all we're yeah, sauced we, we are sopsed out. I sauced myself. Okay. All right. I'll tell you what you do. Pull the old switcheroo. Uh, the other genre swap I have is an existential play called Kevin's Can Wait. And it gets Ooh. all the Kevins together in a play and they're all waiting. So you got Kevin Bacon, Kevin James, Kevin Pollock, Kevin Sorbo, Kevin Costner. I thought I thought you said existential, and I thought you were gonna call it Kevin Bacon and Eggs. I do like that though. That's that works. Oh, He's like an egg with like a huge dilemma Kevin, about what the fuck is going on with this world. Kevin Why Klein, you? Kevin Costner. I'm gonna piggy buck off of that. Cause I also have two genre swaps. Kevin Bacon throughout the movie is trying to get Meryl Streep to do better. Ooh. So it's a one-man play called <sighs> Do Better Meryl, uh, starring Aaron. Yes, I'm interested. What's, uh, Obviously, I need to see a script or uh, the, you know, the... I don't think you do. I think you're... You in. just need the title. The do play, better, Meryl. I guess. What's she trying to overcome in this? Is it? It's obviously not... Well, it's just she lives in Boston, and that's kind of the modern world. Like an uh, ever-changing modern, Boston? Well, I mean, it's Boston and, and Montana. You get the dichotomy. It's it's like her life is ever-changing. Uh, and she does live in America. She has to navigate a lot on the that river. That is a lot. So. And like, it's a middle-aged woman's 
journey to balance through menopause maybe marriage maybe marital expectations in an ever-changing montana landscape the cuck ever-changing river yeah. wild wild river yeah. <laughs> sounds like aaron's so, gonna write it i you know, am just see. a middle-aged woman uh in an ever-changing america <laughs> it's so tough to be this way <laughs> meryl Oh All right. God. I'm done. There you go. So it's he called Do Better Meryl. We'll work together on it when we're not uh, working on our ghost cases. <laughs> there you go. There you go. This, this is kind of slow. We've just been writing a lot of plays. <laughs> that sounds like a great job to practice ghost law and when you're downtime, you're co-writing playwright team yeah, yeah. Like, we write I, we write one man plays for the other person though yeah that's i think the best yeah. part what would you write for brandon oh what could i do for brandon well i want to get him on rollerblades mm. i know that much so a lot of the play is going to be him rollerblading i like that it's it's like a it's like a freddie prince jr back forth do the grind can't fall no everyone wants you to fall don't fall oh my shin oh no, I, I I was thinking like Brandon writes very serious like thoughtful one man plays and you just have like Brandon tries to suck his dick. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you on a stage and it's like I don't want to do this. <laughs> Can't you write me something better? <laughs> I have dialogue. I have like everything written out in stage directions. Aaron yeah. just shows me his notepad and it's a stick figure of me trying to suck my dick. All right, I have one more genre swap. I want to see this movie as an Instagram live video where Meryl Streep talks about the healing properties of river water. And uh, maybe she claims to be some sort of water priestess. And she tries to get her followers to find enlightenment through buying her products and getting involved in her multi-level marketing business. I've always wondered, Brandon, how money correlates to water. Yeah, no, totally. Because money, currency, cash flow, right? Are you following so far? Do you see? Where can we come up with something like that, you know? I don't know. I mean, it's just a genre swap. What's our thing? No, I mean, like 5GFA, we should have an MLM. Oh, yeah, Um, maybe like rubber trees. Rubber trees, I like that. We do have five guys flicking for good, which is our... Or charity foundation. I want to make a religion. Like a multi-level marketing scheme. I just had Riley uh, hang out on the perfectly normal-sized 5GFA blanket. Yeah. Maybe we need to bring those back. The the regular, nothing weird about the size of the blankets. Last night, Jana wore it around her neck outside, and then Kyle wore it around his neck inside. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, it's like the perfect blanket for someone with polio. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of anti-vaxxers out there, so I think we're really just playing. We're we're looking to the future, and we're playing ahead of uh, the trends that are going to (laughs) happen. Polio. There was That's a, a play, Marco Polio. There was a great product I just saw. Marco that, like, Rubio gets polio in an alternate world. Ooh, I wouldn't be mad at that. I mean, oh. I don't wish it upon him, but. Yeah. Uh, no, I saw this great thing. It's not like a multi-level marketing thing, but it is like just a brilliant dupe on stupid, stupid people. And this, this company was selling uh, like 5G protectors for like $200 and it was just like a USB stick that was like six God bucks that had like an Christ. LED light that said on <laughs> and oh like so many people bought it for like 200 bucks to protect them Jeez. from the 5G from the like 5G waves yeah. that are out there just like what a great idea oh to take care God. like advantage of dumb fucking idiots yeah <laughs> yeah totally. 
Totally. We need that. We need that. <laughs> Go to Five Guys Flicking what could for the, Game. What could the uh, F and A stand for? 5G from the ass. Let's move on to <laughs> Blu-ray. <print. laughs> yeah, no, I like that. I like feeling ass. Yeah, what yeah, for sure. Five Guys Feeling Ass. <laughs> It's a, it was a short-lived web series we did, and uh, YouTube took it down. If we do hit our threshold on Five Guys Flicking for Good, we will be releasing that video for the backers as an incentive yes. if we do hit yeah, that right. goal. That's right. what Matthew Lillard, June C. Riley, Fours mm. of July, that's what the, these uh, yeah. Wild have all been about. <laughs> Wild Hoggers. <laughs> Blue, Blue September, which is around the corner. Again. Yeah, we're coming up on yeah. second annual Blue September. Yeah. So Blue Chips, Blue Velvet. Uh, Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. Yeah, it's going to be a sadder, depressing, sadder depressing Blue September. Month. <laughs> Blue it's, chips. Well, it's been a yeah. depressing year. I think the people yeah. need that. Yeah, it's appropriate. Kevin James stars as a hotshot former river guide who returns to the river that made him famous. He's physically let himself go over the last 20 years, and his river guide skills have greatly diminished. Following a comedic fall out of the boat he's captaining, the vessel sails down the river at an incredible speed, endangering the lives of all the passengers. Now without a boat, Kevin must wade through the water, down the gauntlet, in search of the people he lost. Introducing Kevin Can Wade, three hours and 11 minutes of Kevin James wading through water in real time. Kevin Can Wade, you won't wanna wait. Let's move on to Blu-ray price. Kyle, what's your Blu-ray price? My Blue River. Ah. Price of the week Ooh. is fifty bucks. I uh, I love this movie. I've always loved it. Uh, yeah, like I watched it two and a half times. The first time I was really drunk, kind of fell asleep, so I needed to do a proper rewatch, which I did. What is it like to kind of fall asleep? Like he fell asleep, like he was dozing off. Yeah, and then like I would wake up five minutes later yeah. and be like, oh shit. Oh yeah, yeah. The Brandosaurio classic. And he'd be like, he'd be like, oh, why is Aaron's nuts right on my forehead? And it's like, oh, I thought you were out. I was just teabagging you. I'm sorry. Classic boys being boys. <laughs> Brandon, Blu-ray. Uh, I've really enjoyed this movie. But like I said, the, the first half for me is like amazing. It's an amazing first half of a movie. After that, it's like, it's a, it's a really good movie after that. Um, so I'm going to go 14 bucks. Right. I like this movie a lot. It's just one that I don't know if I'd put on by myself. So, eight ninety nine. Let's wrap things up with: Does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Let's rapid things. Ah! Up. Joel, what do you got, buddy? I was able to meet, um... You asked him to leave. Oh, that's right. And he listened. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, does this movie work <laughs> as a McSullivan vehicle? Uh, mm. It's Pops' birthday, and McSullivan surprises Pops with a trip to Montana for some whitewater rafting. Pops is disgusted and appalled at this because he's told McSullivan on several occasions that he can't swim, he's terrified of the water, and his brother was killed while whitewater rafting. But rather than waste a perfectly good, non-refundable rafting trip, McSullivan decides to take Pops' wife Gloria with him instead. Mac and Gloria head out onto the river and encounter Kevin Bacon and John C. Riley, who appear to know nothing about whitewater rafting. We know McSullivan is an experienced river rat, and you can see the movie Striking Distance for more info, um, <laughs> more info on that. <laughs> 
So Mac agrees to help guide Kevin Bacon and John C. Riley down the river after they offer him half a bottle of Jack Daniels. He gulps down the bottle of hooch, coughs blood for about half a uh, minute and a half straight, and then tells them to hop on into his raft. But something seems a little off about these two. They never let their green duffel bag out of their sight. Through McSullivan's keen powers of deduction, he concludes that they must have a stash of cocaine, egg salad sandwiches, and lotto scratchers in their duffel bag. (laughs) why Why else would they be so protective over it? McSullivan devises a plan to take the duffel bag from them and leave them both stranded amongst the rapids. On their way down the river, McSullivan regales Gloria, John C. Riley, and Kevin Bacon with tales of his youth on the river and how his father used to beat him and drown his pets. <laughs> Everyone on the raft is super uncomfortable. They're nearing the end of the rafting trip and Mac decides to enact his carefully concocted plan to get the duffel bag from Kevin Bacon. He slowly takes out his gun from his ankle holster and shoots Kevin Bacon in the face. Ooh. He pushes him off the raft into the rapids and says yoink as he grabs the duffel bag. Yoink! Gloria and John C. Riley are horrified and at this point, they're also in love. Mac opens the duffel bag and is disappointed to find only $70,000 in cash. For Mac, that basically amounts to a Tuesday's worth of cocaine, so he decides to just dump the money over into the river and salt. (laughs) McSullivan, John C. Riley, and Gloria arrive on the shore where Pops, who at the last minute decided to make the trip out to Montana after all, is waiting for them. Gloria tells him that Mac shot a guy and dumped thousands of dollars into the river. She also tells Pops that she wants a divorce. I want a divorce. As she's found her true soulmate, John C. Riley. Pops just stands there with his mouth agape. He's a broken man. He looks at McSullivan and tells him, Mac, you've taken everything from me. My wife, my job. I used to be a cop, goddammit. We used to do cop things together, remember? But now Gloria's leaving me and you committed another murder. Well, I'm not covering your ass this time, you son of a bitch. I'm arresting your ass and I'm taking you in myself. No. Pops lifts his gun up and points it at McSullivan. Fighting back tears, Pops says to Mac, who's the best cop now? (laughs) And that's the first entry in my Pops versus McSullivan saga. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No, it, it went there. It went there. Pops versus McSullivan versus Alien versus Predator versus Princess Diaries 2. It sounded very cohesive to me. So I think this does work as a McSullivan vehicle. Sweet. So following the on-the-river murder of McSullivan's father, 35-time cop slash river patrolman winner Sam Elliott McSullivan, mm-hmm. McSullivan inherits his blow-up doll. <laughs> <laughs> the doll has been passed down for several generations of McSullivans, and McSullivan has been looking forward to penetrating it his entire life. The first thing he does is put a wig and a mustache on the doll to make it look more like himself. <laughs> The thrill of being inside himself makes McSullivan capitalize harder than he ever has before. He asks Pops to bless the doll with his voodoo powers, which perplexes and frustrates Pops, because he's constantly explaining that just because he's a devout Christian doesn't mean he knows voodoo. Frustrated by Pops' black magic, McSullivan decides to bang Gloria's mother. She was in a fairly serious hang gliding accident a few months earlier, which left her paralyzed but also painfully aware. McSullivan tells her to blink if she consents. After 30 minutes of keeping her eyes open, the painful dryness of her eyes is too much and she finally blinks. McSullivan mounts her. First, he puts the wig and mustache on her. Afterwards, he blames the doll and the voodoo Pops has infused it with. Pops is tried and convicted of practicing black magic and treason for some Central American shit he was caught up in during the early 80s. Pops is executed publicly, and the hangman walks away, takes off his hood, and it's revealed to be the blow-up doll from the beginning of the movie. 
I like Happy it. Happy birthday, Brandon. <laughs> a lot of voodoo in there for some yes. reason. Yeah, no. Yes. Well, because he, so Sam Elliott's the Benjamin Bratt character. Oh. That's how he launches this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, like God. that. That is yeah. dark. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's the... shocking. Yeah. yeah it's the, when it's you the... hear it out loud, it's just, right. wow, he went yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, the God. raping of Gloria's mom. And I want to see it. No, the she unconsented can rape. Fucking sense. Kyle. McSullivan is packing his bags for the annual Pops family vacation. <laughs> his last name he... is Pops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, we never know. The whole time? The whole time? You would, the whole time? If we're talking about what ifs, like, I thought about writing a last name and, like, no. but it was like, no, his name's just Pops. So um, it's Gloria Pops and, <laughs> and, Pops. and he's just yeah. Pops. She, yeah. Gloria Pops and Pops. <laughs> <laughs> His his uh his driver's license just says pops, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh god. Uh, so they're packing their bags for that. Each year, pops asks McSullivan to attend, and every year Mac has declined until this year when Mac said he would attend if pops went with him to the AVN awards, so he can show pops what real women look like. <laughs> Mac planned on the vacation being after the AVN award so he could bail on the vacation. But after years of being duped and taken advantage of by McSullivan, Pop scheduled the vacation beforehand, which is why McSullivan is packing his bags for the annual Pop's family vacation. Pop's is beaming. The man has never been so excited for a getaway, and he can't wait for his family and his best friend to see the beautiful country in Montana where Pop's grew up for a brief period in his youth. On the way to the airport, Pops recants some of his favorite memories he had as a child. Stories of fishing trips with his dad, the smell of the great outdoors, and being in God's country without a care in the world. Pops can't wait to show McSullivan and his children all of his favorite local flavors and friends from back home as well. McSullivan is listening to this and thinking how horrible it all sounds. After they get through security, McSullivan tells Pops he has to take a piss. Pops and his family are sitting by the terminal waiting to board when an emergency signal starts blaring at the airport, asking everyone to leave immediately. Matt called the NOLA PD anonymously and said he would bomb, <laughs> he would bomb the airport every day for the next 14 days. <laughs> the NOLA airport is closed and a devastated Pops is unable to reschedule the trip and spends the next 14 days sulking at home. The airport opens up two weeks later, just in time for Mac and Pops to leave for the AVN Awards. <laughs> The end. <laughs> McSullivan has to put a disguise on at the AVNs because, like, he's been banned like several times. You know, like he's yeah, on a yeah. list. He doesn't follow the he doesn't follow the look, uh, don't touch rule. <laughs> Pops just is like, why do I have to wear an outfit too? No, they do. They do. <laughs> McSullivan goes blackface and Pops goes whiteface, and McSullivan makes him put on the wig and mustache. So then, like, Pops gets like t taken down at the AVNs, yeah. like. <laughs> Classic. We'll never expect oh, it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. What a McSullivan. What a McSullivan category this time around. The river of this episode has been wild. Mm -hmm. I'd say so. Uh, Boy, howdy. Stay tuned for the rest of June C. Riley. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, what's uh, I can't go back to prison, man. It's, it's too crazy in there. What are you talking about? You know, I'm an FBI agent. You're getting better. Yeah, that one was good. I, had, I got in the right headspace. It is now 311. We can end an episode at 311, which is fucking awesome. It's a good sign for things to come. 
Stay tuned for more June C. Riley. Bye. That was sensual. Play it. There it is. Brainstorm. I always thought it was Rainstorm. <laughs> yeah. That would make way too much sense for a 311 lyric. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Damn, I always thought good. he said, I gotta smell you something. I gotta smell. <laughs> I kinda smell like something. Uh, Alright. It's a good song. Yeah, and then he says, piss beyond a something. The end. The end. Brandon? The end. It's, this is John C. Riley. Whoa! Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! think this is one of the traits of a really good producer I'm not ashamed Keep no more. the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car! Alright boys, boys prepare to be dazzled. Break yeah, yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing! If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch! Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. I can draw really good and do smoke signals. <laughs> oh. That's a whale. Orcas? Yeah. yeah. He used to just run through the hallways yelling and he got the nickname, the Screaming Seagull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for some Raven's Revenge to show up. I like booger sugar now, but that was like good child sugar. Yeah, got got you introduced to the idea of cocaine. You know it, brother. Just like, oh, you feel it in your balls, man. Dude. I'm gonna film Kyle taking a dump. But I am. We're running say, out of Beanbag Boys content. Gonna... More like Helen Yeller, man. Oh, it was like I can't see or hear anything. Ah! I'm alone too. Ah, Herbert yes. Hoover once stayed on this floor. The vacuum cleaner guy. No, the uh, president. Gotta do some butthole stuff first. I sauced myself. Oh, oh no, no. But I do like that suicide story. Remember yeah. how big of a deal arrowheads were when we were younger? Oh, me and Devin went there like honestly a few years ago and got a geode. Mm, maybe a, who else could Kevin Bacon be? Uh, the water leprechaun for St. Patrick's Day. But yeah, I was young and like didn't, I like just. Young, dumb, and full of. Pee pee water. Best cornhole smut. I mean, Cuck Moranis, you take those glasses off. It looks good. I'm going to send you guys this picture. He looks like a uh, Mexican Spencer. No, I was going to go with a weird seduction angle where like McSullivan is skinny dipping oh. and Kevin Bacon's watching and oh. he's interested. I'm interested. Woohoo! I, I have to leave. Ah, ah. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Just around the river bend.